0: Well, let's welcome you back to This Week in the Association. I'm Rob Panier, (laughs) joined once again by my good buddy, Kevin Luco. We're coming to you live here from Franklin Field after Game 2 of the American Association Championship Series. Kevin, big victory today for Fargo as they even out the series. Just a huge
1: bounce-back victory for Fargo. I just feel like this was... The kind of win that just shows the character oh, that this ball club going, has been showing oh. throughout the, post exactly of the season. Man. You know, right, Kevin, what we've seen see so that. far is the Red Hawks have lost There's game there. one of each of these playoffs, the one come one back to win that. game two. We I'll saw that here tonight to as well. Game. And uh, once again, I mean, that's a lot of perseverance, and I she's touching it goes them all, huh? to show she's you right. that there is no panic level with this
0: Fargo-Moorhead ball club. Well Kevin, let's pick up first inning, neither of these teams is able to score. And the second, a very eventful inning. Fargo looked like they had something going. Controversial play at second might have uh, ended their chances of making a big inning out of that. Yeah,
1: it was, uh, you know, I had in my notes that there was a uh,
0: force out at second base, in which I thought the throw
1: from the first baseman Welkandjer pulled shortstop um, Jeremiah off the second base, it was ruled a force out. Instead of Fargo having bases loaded with one out, it was first and third with two outs. Sam Dexter
0: popped up to the catcher, and that ended the threat. In the bottom of the second inning, Milwaukee had a little something going, but the big story of that inning, Kevin, was a pop-up down the left, uh, down the right field line. Excuse me. John Silviano and Peter Maris wound up running into each other. Silviano was down for a few minutes, did stay in the game, but uh, was uh, clearly hurt and was battling that throughout the game. Yeah, that's... This is going to be something
1: that could potentially be a huge blow for the rest of the series for the Red Hawks, and it seemed like Maris got the worst of the collision, but you know, in the end, it was uh, Silviano that was humbled more. But man stayed in the game for a while. I give him tons of credit for that.
0: In the third inning, the Red Hawks finally able to get on the board, break the scoreless tie. Kevin, it begins when uh, with a walk to Christian Correa starts the inning. Uh, to that point, Kevin, I thought Ben Holmes was pitching very well, but he got himself in trouble with that walk. Peter Mara strikes out, then Drew Ward winds up dropping a double down the left field line. That moves Correa into third. Leobaldo Pena follows with a drive into the right center gap that falls in for a triple. is a guy you rely on to come up with big hits. He came up big for the Red Hawks.
1: And, you know, I think we were remarking uh, right before that um, big hit that the ball seemed to be carrying today to right center field. And oh so Veteran Leo Pena. He's coming down. Go on got time, one, play. got one, barreled it up, sent it to right center for a triple to get two RBIs.
0: Next up with Silviano was able to shake off the, the injury there a little bit. Grounds out to score Pina, 3-0 Fargo. It, it was you know a huge moment for them after struggling yesterday to get on the board and after Holmes had looked so good early out in the contest, they wound up grabbing that 3-0 lead. Yeah,
1: just huge for Fargo. I just felt like if they were going to even the series up, it was going to have to be a
0: situation in which they were going to have to go out and get an early lead. Davis Joey. Feldman started for the Red Hawks today, Kevin. He looked very good through the first two innings, but Milwaukee responded with two runs in the bottom half of the frame. Jeremiah Burks leads off with a, an infield single that he's able to beat out past um, Feldman, and that brings Brian Torres to the plate. He goes the opposite direction down the right field line this time that falls in just fair. Uh, Burks comes all the way around to score, and it's 3-1. to one. And yeah, just like that, Milwaukee gets back in the game once
1: again, showing the, showing the form they've shown throughout the playoffs, where they've
0: rose to every occasion needed. That brings Logan Trubish to the plate. He singles into right field to score Torres. And all, you know, you right, kind of felt like the Red Redhawks had a lot of momentum going with those three early runs there in the third inning, but Milwaukee came back, kind of took some of that away from them. Yeah, you know, just like that, you know, back to a one ball. Well, the game stayed 3-2 over the next five innings. Both starters had that one hiccup there. Feldman looked very good through five. Uh, Holmes looked very good through six, uh, through five as well. And the sixth home lines up coming out the, the, as Milwaukee begins to go with that talented bullpen. But the Redhawks had no problem with that today, Kevin. They were really able to start hitting that, that Milwaukee bullpen that has been so good in the playoffs.
1: No doubt about it, and it began with Silviano uh, with a big double to left center field.
0: He winds up moving to third on a ground out. Peyton Gray substitutes for Jake Mahoney, who would come in and start out the sixth. Yes, that's a base hit to Alec Owen. It's 4-2 at that point. While I felt Milwaukee's a little bit troubled, you could tell there was no panic in that dugout, though, Kevin. No, there wasn't,
1: and I I thought that was... Yes, folks, we are doing this right after the game. Uh, Alec Olin, uh, big single to center field, I thought. You know, Olin is someone that doesn't get talked too much as far as this Fargo-Moorhead team goes, but he came up big with a single to center field to score
0: Silviano. In the seventh inning, the Red Hawks able to kind of blow this game open. And there's going to be a lot of talk, Kevin, about umpiring after this game's over with. And, you know, we're not going to criticize this. But a lot of, a lot of very close pitches that were not called strikes. The first two batters of the inning get out. Then Drew Ward and Leobaldo Pena both walk, back-to-back walks. That ends the day for Drew, uh, Peyton Gray. Frankie Bartow comes on. He walks John Silviano on some very close pitches. That brings Manuel Boscon to the plate, who doubles into left field. Two runs come home to score, and all of a sudden, the Red Hawks have command of this game.
1: Yeah, you know, and this is a time of year where you need your big guys to come up um, big. And Boscon, it was uh, his second hit in a, uh, I guess, no, it would be um, his first hit of the day a big two-run double and you need your guys this time of year you need your best players that
0: got to be the ones producing and you know Jack Michaels said in the pregame pre-series show Kevin that he was expecting the stars of this club to really come up and be stars that he was looking for the other guys on the on the team to come up with you know big hits in the Kansas City series but he knew that if they were going to win this they needed guys like Pena, Boscon, Silviano to have big series so far they're doing that
1: and you know, it's going to be magnified even more if um, Silviano is not able to
0: play the rest of the series. And uh, we should mention in that inning, uh, Silviano on the play at third, he races into third base. Uh, limping clearly was struggling at that point. He winds up coming off the field. It was carted off and taken away. It looked like they even took him to an ambulance to be uh, to looked at. So it could be a very serious situation for Fargo yeah
1: you know if from the way he limped off it looked like it could be an Achilles or a calf injury. maybe it was maybe it was uh, you know an Achilles where he hurt it in the collision and it was tender and then
0: having to exert himself running the third base, he may finally have finally done it in. Yeah, he had been hobbling for most of the game, even when you saw him a couple of t- at-bats earlier, looked like he was struggling just walking back to the dugout at points. But you know what, one thing I like about these Redhawks Kevin, not not comfortable with leads and also not afraid to manufacture runs. In the top of the eighth, Evan Alexander is hit by a pitch to start the inning. Sam Dexter bunts him over. That brings Christian Correa to the plate who winds up singling and driving home uh, Alexander, excuse me, to wind up making a 7-1. to
1: yeah, you know, part of a big inning for Correa is so what we'll get to when we talk about the bottom of the 8th inning, but, you know, Correa is also another veteran batter, a guy that's been in these playoff situations before, and he came up with a big hit to add an insurance run for the Redhawks.
0: Yeah, we should mention Christian Correa not only had a big RBI single in the inning, Kevin, but a stolen base,
1: too. Yes, yeah, so I think <laughs> I have comment as it happened. It's not exactly
0: something you expect to see on your bingo card. In the bottom of the eighth inning, uh, Keon Barnum, who's been kind of hampered in this uh, in the playoffs so far, not coming up with some big hits so far, but he winds up leading off the inning with a home run to left field. And got, at least, it, if nothing else, Kevin, that kind of got the crowd back into the contest.
1: You know, as a new pitcher for Fargo, Joe Jones, so it was a guy that maybe, after you got a
0: leadoff homer from Barnum, the guys were thinking, hey, you know what, we can come back on this guy. Aaron Hill winds up singling with one out, and then Hector Sanchez walks. That puts two on with one down. Carl Chester grounds into a fielder's choice. It puts runners to the corners. Jeremiah Burks then comes up, and uh, it, it, he has an opportunity there with two balls and one strike against him, but a great play by Correa winds up ending the inning.
1: It happened so fast hardly any of us even knew what was happening. Uh, Correa threw behind to third base and uh, caught
0: not Aaron Hill um, strained too far off the bag, and that was the end of the rally for the Milkmen. In the bottom of the ninth inning, Alex DeBoer just came on just to finish off the contest, get him a little bit of work. He looked great, wound up retiring the Milkmen in order. Fargo comes away with a 7-3 victory here tonight. Now we're headed back to Fargo, Kevin. First, before we talk about that game for, for Tuesday, let's just discuss your impact on this series so far. Fargo needed a big victory. They came up with one today. Uh, yeah, that was...
1: Although we know in this league um, all 2 comebacks are not insurmountable, I think it was huge for Fargo today to go back to Fargo with the series um, even up at one apiece and as we were talking about before the game with Tom Wynn of the Milkmen, Milwaukee has not played very well at Newman Outdoor Fields so I imagine Fargo will be very cognizant of that and go after
0: the milkman right away on Tuesday. Yeah I think Tom told us that they've lost seven in a row in Fargo and that's a you know you got to feel pretty confident about going home and facing a team that you have struck that has not done very well in your part but you know, let's also talk about today. That you know, the the matchup I think you and I were looking for that was going to be the key today was what was we were going to get out of these two starting pitchers. Ben Holmes was kind of a surprise starter here for today. Davis Feldman needing to come in because Growler's not ready to go. Both looked pretty good, I thought. I they both did
1: what they needed to do. They got um, they got some innings in, and granted, both bullpens were fresh, but I. He didn't really want to have to have seven innings out of either pen today. So both of them getting
0: five innings in I thought were huge for their respective clubs. Well, we're now heading back to Fargo. Game three, Tuesday night. What do the Milkmen got to do, Kevin, to get back and ensure they at least get one game to take back the lead in the series?
1: I right, well, just got to have a short memory from today. And I believe it will be Ryan Zimmerman getting the start for them. And Zimmerman has been known to... Come up clutch in the uh, postseason performances before, and I feel like they need to get a really good start out of Zimmerman just to give the team
0: confidence that they can indeed go into Newman Outdoor Field and take two of three. He's coming off the Big 12 strikeout in five and two thirds inning performance against Cleburne in game two of that series. Kevin, I think one of the things that looked uh, that kind of appealed to me out of this was the fact that although the Milkmen used a little bit of their bullpen tonight, Benoit still did not need to come in here yet. Bartow, Gray, uh, Huckabee did not need a lot of innings, so they got to feel even with that extra day off that they're even better rested, and and I think that bodes well for them going forward in the series.
1: I think so. All hands on deck, and you're you're looking at it like you got a three-day
0: season coming up. There should be no need to feel like you got to rest anyone at this point. Absolutely, nice ninth inning too for Jake Mathis, who came out out of the bullpen tonight. Looked pretty good for them. So look that. So that has to be feeling pretty good for Milwaukee. If you're Fargo, what are you looking for in Game Three? I think just building on the momentum of today uh, we think it's Peyton Wiginton
1: getting the start and Wiginton has been just incredible the second half of the season so I think Wiginton needs to put some zeros up right away and we're gonna see what the Fargo offense looks like if we don't have uh, John Silviano in the lineup. I liked what I saw for the bat of Drew Ward today so Drew Ward is someone that could pick up some of the slack and Lillapina and Manny Bolskan are both um, postseason veterans. It's just gonna you can't replace the John
0: Silvianos if he's out, but everybody else could do a little more to make up for it. Absolutely. I think you're looking at though, Wigginton coming off those big six innings against Kansas City in game three of the championship series out in the West. Looked phenomenal for them. They gotta feel really comfortable if you're the Red Hawks, to, knowing that he's out there and has been great in these playoffs. And it's uh, yeah, I think you uh, if you get as many innings as you can get
1: out of Wigginton the better. I thought Billy Moore looked really good today. Dubord was out in the ninth. I'm not all that sold on Joe Jones at this point. Jones has been giving up runs in his full season appearances. See Brady Stover or Tanner Riley to step up to give you a score this inning if Wigginton only goes six.
0: It'll be interesting to see how the Red Hawks will decide to play that. I think that's a great observation, Kevin. I think one thing this team looks at is that what do they do to make sure that they they get six, seven solid innings out of Wiginton. He only needs to give them one start here in this championship series. So, you know, as much as he can go, they can use him.
1: Yeah, there's uh, no
0: reason to leave anything in the tank at this point. Absolutely. Well, Kevin, you and I will be in Fargo on Tuesday night. You, you got you predicted that the Red Hawks would battle back and win game two here. What are you looking for in game three? Oh, uh, well... Looking for
1: just a really good matchup by, there's, like I said, if Zimmerman can pitch like he's been known to do in the full season. I think you're going to see a really well-played, low-scoring ballgame on Tuesday night.
0: Before we head out of here, Kevin and I want to spend a, send a special thank you out to the Milwaukee Milkmen. Very hospitable to us in our two days here. Great place to watch a ball game. Great host families we got to sit and talk with here a little bit today. So, fantastic place to see a game.
1: Yeah, you know, it's going to be one of my favorite road trips out here. I feel like um, when I come out here, I'm catching up with old family, old family and friends. So I've never had a never had anything but a great experience out here. So
0: it's um, always fun to come out. Fantastic. Well, for Kevin Loco, I should say that Kevin and I will be back with you on Tuesday night from Fargo. So for Kevin Loco, I'm Rob here We will see you next time on This Week in the Association.